shakalaka. Hey, it's Tuesday, everybody. Welcome to the show. Welcome to Heading Back to the Window with Scott and Scott. I am your host, Scott Steen, lead handicapper at winnersandwiners.com. And I'm your co-host, Scott Rochelle, senior handicapper over winnersandwiners.com. There you go. Together we do this each and every day, 3 p.m. Central, no, 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central, on the Winners and Winners Sports Betting Network. And, of course, the other show on the Sports Betting Network at this time, before we expand, you're on the ground floor of Just Parlays with Chris King and our buddy just Jim Williams over there. And they do that at 1.30 p.m. Eastern Time each and every day, Monday through Friday. So there you go. Scott, got a lot of people jumping in in the uh, comment section already. Um, man, you got to like the guy that stopped by 45 minutes before the show and wanted to make sure that we had a certain game on Call of the Cops, which we do. So Yeah, we have it. In fact, it's actually the first one we have. Yep, so. ab- Absolutely. Brandon Kubas in the house. He's feeling Islanders in the under. Is that my is that my kid? Is my kid here? <laughs> That's a Truman bet right there. Uh, good to see Kurt Dietrich around. James S. Brandon Kubas. Brad Crawford. Can we please handicap the Maryland at Rutgers game? Likes the over there, Scott. Uh, okay, we'll get that one. We'll get to that one first, even before. I think we... I just like Rutgers, but oh. that's just me. Okay, fair enough. How'd you do yesterday, buddy? Uh, went well. Uh, won my North Carolina play. Really good home team, really bad road team. I'll just take the home team. Uh, that worked out. And then I had a tennis play at like four in the morning. And I had the over in the berrettini Monfi match. And that went to five sets. That went over. So can't complain. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, we had the, uh, did well on the premium side as we had the San Diego State Aztecs. It's amazing how much they're, Basketball team plays like their football team. <laughs> really good defense and offense. See some of those dunks though in that game. Yeah, they had like a half dunk contest midway through the first half. Yeah, it was it was outrageous as they just hammered UNLV. And we had Northern Arizona in a really good spot there. Sacramento playing their fourth game in three days, uh, playing at seven thousand feet there in the. Uh, Wait, the, tell me, you mean their third game in four days? What did I say? The fourth game in three days. That'd That's be a, impressive. That'd be a that stretch right there. Wouldn't it? Yeah, the third yeah. game in four days. Sorry, they played Thursday, Saturday, Monday. So I liked them in the, all on the road. I liked them in a the travel spot there. That weird, that weird arena there in uh, in Flagstaff, seven thousand feet. You ever been to that one, Scott? Uh, which one? Uh, it's what is it called? The Skywalk, something fucking Skywalk or something. It's it's like a it's they play football there too. It's like a big. Aircraft no. hangar. It's like a giant Quonset hut. Very, very weird, very weird, weird, weird sight line. So tough place to play. Uh, T train in the house. Jacob Houston letting us know that uh, that under 56 and a half had no sweat, buddy. How about you, Hook? Well, they hit a three at the end to make it 56. So unless they had a four point play at the end, it was kind of never in doubt. There you go. Kinda. All right. So we've got a uh, uh, anonymous crimson um, as opposed to well known crimson is stopping by. Uh, do I have a problem with Brittany Matthews spraying Kansas City with champagne? Fuck no. No. No, of course not. I don't care. It's free champagne. Uh, it's free champagne. Somebody talked about filing charges for serving alcohol to underage people. Like, well, let's be real, right? If you have somebody with a bunch of money and you don't have nearly as much money and you could hope for maybe a settlement, people chase some settlements. Let's put it that way. Yeah, very true. Um, I call that a positive EV play. It's a dick move, but it's a positive EV play. Skydome uh, is what they call it. I thought it was like Skywalk something, but yeah, this that, yeah, that's that's it there, JC. Absolutely. Groovy Caps wants us to talk about William and Mary. I've got that as my play of the day. I'm going to put you on the spot about that one. Uh, all right, so let's go. Let's let's go. Uh, first of all, Islanders under Scott. I like the Islanders against Philly. Philly's done. I think they're fucking dead. Um, well, they've lost what 13 in a row, yeah. <laughs> Four, maybe 12 yeah. in a row. I mean, the one I guess the one argument you'd have is this is the third time they've played in about two and a half weeks. Sure. So you can make an argument that they are quite familiar with each other. So maybe the third time's the charm for Philly. That's an argument you could make. I'm not going to make that argument. I still think the Islanders win. And the under, I don't really mind it. Sorokin's been really good. Verlamov's been pretty good as well. So regardless of goalie, they should be in good shape. Of course, you got to look at Sorokin being better. But Verlamov's no stiff in net. And the Islanders offensively have been better. They're still not very good. So I see a 3-2 type of game. Give me the Islanders and the under. Yep, I'm with you. 
Maryland at Rutgers was the one that uh, Brad wanted us to talk about. He likes he likes the total there. I know you like you like Rutgers in that spot, Scott. They uh, play- it's a classic. Rutgers is a really good home team, really awful road team spot. And Rutgers, despite being an average at best team, has beaten Purdue and they've also beaten Iowa at home. And now they're laying three and a half against the Maryland team. That's one and three on the road. 10 and 9 straight up. Rutgers 11 and 7 at home, 10 and 1 at home. Yeah, I got to take Rutgers there. Well, they beat they beat Maryland by 11 10 days ago. Yeah. Uh on the road. So, I don't, you know, the the question is and I I get the I get the over in that spot because Maryland shot terribly in that game, Scott. Shot yeah. shot 33% from the field, 24% from distance. Uh Rutgers uh decent night, shot forty eight percent from the field. That's good. They shot forty five percent from downtown. That's outstanding, obviously. Um, although Maryland made it up and, and shot were seventeen and nineteen from the from the line. So uh do you see an overplay here? Are you with Brad in, in the over? I think you can make an argument for the over because Maryland does play, let's just say, a bit of a running gun style where they attempt a decent amount of threes. If they go in, of course, that's good for the over. And defensively, Maryland is a bit inconsistent at times. Right. But Rutgers is one of those teams that I don't really like to take overs with because defensively at home, they are really, really good. So I do think there is a chance Maryland might not reach 60 here. They should. Are they guaranteed to reach 64 in this game? I'd say probably not. So I'm not interested in the over, but I do like Rutgers on the side. Okay, fair yep. enough. Yeah, you know, I I think there's I think Brad's onto something. I think there's a little regression to the positive mean in this. I one. think he is onto something, but I'm just acknowledging that Rutgers at home has been playing significantly better defense than on the road. Yeah. So I think yeah I think I think Maryland gets I think Maryland gets the 65 here. They got the 50, 59 last time, like I said, and then shot horribly. I think that's a magic number for 65, 65. or so. So okay, that's why if you think they get there, you can take the over. But if you're having a conversation on if they can get there or not then why not just take Rutgers? Fair enough. Uh, Columbia was the other one heading into uh, dipping your toe in the uh, in the Ivy League. Yale laying 15. Uh, I, thought it was, I thought it was 17 on the overnight, so I guess there has been some money on Columbia. Ay, 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 ay. Well, at first glance, I generally don't want any part of laying mid-double digits in the Ivy. But then you look at Columbia, then and I'm lo- suddenly tempted to then take I, Nathan, Then I look at Co- Columbia losing to Brown by 19 at home. Um, They're like 15-point underdogs in basically any conference game against a team with a pulse. Yeah, and uh, they've they've faced three conference teams as double-digit underdogs and covered every one of them. Yeah. Yale covering big numbers. I haven't really done it in conference yet. Uh, I'm leaning Columbia there. I would be inclined to agree. Columbia money line? No. I think there is a good chance that Yale could blow them out, but on principle, Columbia has been good in this underdog role, as you said. And I don't think there's really an incentive for Yale to run it up in the second half. I think that Yale could jump out to a big lead, coast, get the conference, win, and move on. So I do think Columbia could be live for worst-case scenario, potential backdoor cover. It's going to be a massive price on the money line. You want it, You want any part of that? They played within, no. they played within four of Pennsylvania, or they actually they beat Pennsylvania, I'm sorry, as 14-point dogs. Uh, got within... Columbia? No, I'm not, I'm not taking them on the money line. Okay. I don't think they're going to win. I think they can hang around and lose by 14. Yeah, I don't No, I mean anything. The Ivy's wacky, uh, especially at the top. But I just don't see Yale shit in the bed that badly at home. Yeah, I think if you want to take a Columbia money line play and you want to live dangerously, take the first half. Just hope that Yale sleepwalks through the beginning and then maybe wakes up as you go along. But over forty minutes, I don't think they're beating Yale. Fair enough, uh, Scott. Do you have any thoughts on leans on Madison Keys against Ashley Barty? Well, it's funny you should ask. Thanks for asking me. Um, <laughs> do you even know what sport they're playing? <laughs> of course I do. I know that's women's tennis. Okay. That's, that's, cool. that's, uh, I, I know that that's like the future. And they're American, right? Are they both American? Uh, no. Barty is actually the home court advantage girl in this tournament. Oh, that's right. She's Australian. Australian. Yeah, that's right. But Keys is the American who's also been really good. She won in straight sets yesterday. Barty absolutely crushed who she was playing, which is why Barty's a huge favorite in this match because she's looked virtually unbeatable 
in this tournament. Keys has been good, but I'm looking at the level of competition that Keys has faced. It's been decent. I can't say it's been amazing, amazing. It's been fine. I think Barty's going to win. I think the question that you have to ask is, do you think Keys can actually win a set? I think that she potentially could. Most likely, no. I see a 6-4, 6-4 type of match. But I think Barty, with the home crowd behind her and how well she's playing, I think she'll give Keys a little bit too much to handle. What's the over there? What's the over-under? 16 and a half, 17 and a half, something like that? Oh, no, it's going to be a lot higher than that. It'll probably be like, if I had to guess just by assumption i'd so, say 19 so you got to get to three sets to get there basically i mean you could go six four six four and that's you're they can gonna... get a tie break in there okay well true okay uh if i had to, i don't have it in front of me but i'd guess somewhere around 19 to 20 maybe, St- maybe 20 and a half but i doubt it because the money line is so big i'd assume 19 and a half let's do one more and then we'll get and then we'll get to cop we'll get to the cops uh weigh in on the william and mary game for me uh for me William and Mary is a team that stunk earlier in the year, but in conference play, they have actually won some games, which is a step in the right direction. But you're looking at the current form of this team. They are 4-15, and 3-3 three and three in conference play, but they've split their last six games. You're looking at Charleston. This team is 1-4 in conference. I'm not laying double digits with a team that's 1-4 in conference. Give me William and Mary plus the points. There you go. That's my play of the day, buddy. So and that was that was totally that was totally. Um, and not, I did not watch your video. By no, me. that was totally non-rehearsed. And no, yeah. we don't we don't watch it. But I can't lay fourteen or so with a team that's one and four in conference. It's ridiculous. Can't do it. Uh, all right, quick reminder here before we do this, guys. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Smash that like button. Smash the subscribe if you don't do that already. Um, if you don't do it, Patrick Mahomes will be in literally every fucking commercial. He's in about. It's not him. It's just your typical sneakerhead. He's in about. He's in about two out of three right now. If you don't yeah. like and subscribe, he'll be in every commercial. So he'll take over if, for Matt. You know, if he gets eliminated, they'll go back to Mayfield. Yeah, that's probably true. He'll be. Uh, he'll be. He'll be driving in the Lincoln instead of Matthew McConaughey. You know what I like about driving the Lincoln. And it really gives you a feeling. I don't know. I can't do a fucking Pat Mahomes. But. Good enough. <laughs> need right. a little bit more Kermit in there. Yeah, you're right. All right, bud, let's get to it. Let's find out who took it to the shorts last night. Who was the happy people? Who was the sad people? Who were the winners? Who were the whiners? Who was left with nothing but a cell phone dialing 911? Let's find out in Tuesday edition of Call to Cops. All right, Scott. Well, it was requested, and we already had that on the sheet in the number one position. If you had the Bulls minus one and a half against the Thunder, led by four points with one second left, they took a what, 13 point lead into the fourth quarter? They were cruising. I think it was 14 into the fourth. 14 into the fourth, four points with one second left. You know the drill. Oklahoma City, they can't save those timeouts for next game. Take a timeout, get the ball at half court. What do you do when you're down four and the other team wants to shoot a three, Scott, with one second left? What the fuck do you do? You let him shoot. Let him shoot! Get away! Get away! And that's exactly what they did. Free release beyond the arc. Boom! Nothing but net. Congratulations. If you had the Thunder plus one and a half, you're in good shape. If you had the Bulls minus one and a half, fuck off. Call the cops. If you had a four-teamer, oh, man, I feel for you. That sucks the big one. Call the cops and tell them to hurry. Uh, brutal. So looking at college, if you had San Diego and Santa Clara under 145 and a half, you had 140 in regulation. It's, you know, the segment, you know, the drill it's tied at 70. It's an even number landed 152 after overtime. Brutal. Just brutal. Mm-mm. And finally a game that I had the wrong side of had the, had the right half, but uh, wrong full game Hartford at Binghamton. I understand there were no municipal workers involved for Binghamton, Scott. There, there was no poker game involved. Yeah, the under 137, uh, you were in great shape right until the final 50 seconds as they put up 12 points in a game that wasn't close, Scott. That's where you you got it wasn't in that it wasn't in that zone, uh, per se, where you usually worry about the scramble points there at the end. Gannon landed 138. Uh just want no part of that all the way around. Bad, 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 bad. Uh, call the cops. Not fun. Not fun at all. No. Yes? I was going to say, um, American East Conference is a is really one of those where every team you think you know and you don't. Mm-hmm. That conference is a full psycho conference. Is that fair? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Uh, now, there was some good news out there. You know who you are. You were right where you wanted to be. 
nice, easy victories. It may not have been, uh, it may not have been Tannehill throwing an interception on his first pass easy, but still, these were some pretty sweet gigs. You know who you are because you were sitting in the rocket chair. So, the first one was in hockey. I actually saw somebody mention this game in the chat yesterday. If you had the Anaheim Ducks on the money line around plus 210 against the Bruins, it was really never in doubt because the Ducks scored a goal in basically the 10th minute of the game, and they maintained the lead for the entire rest of the game. They won 5-3. to three. Speaking of psycho teams, Scott, that one right up in your neck of the woods there, the St. John, what are they now? The Red Storm? Whatever. They've always been the Red Storm. I thought they were something else that we had to change. Their nickname's the Johnnies, but... Yeah, I, mean, I know. Yeah, that's that, and that's a high-quality nickname, too, if you live somewhere cold and you know what Johnnies are. It's like the same Bonaventure Bonnies. Yeah. The which jo- is the, just a huge cop-out. The Johnnies and the Bonnies. Say, uh, if you had the St. John's plus seven against Seton Hall, never trailed. Never trailed. Never had to worry about those seven points. They end up winning by 21. Maybe you had a nice little, uh, uh, what do you have, like a plus 1,500 on a 20-point margin of victory, something, alternative spread, all kinds of cashing on that one. You were definitely sitting in the rocking chair if you had St. John's. And the last one in hockey, if you had the Blues and the Flames over six goals, you had four goals in the first, four goals in the second, and since the overcash, both teams decided not to score any in the third, so the game will end at eight. The uh, the Blues did their best uh, cheap trick impression there as they, uh, they sang, I will feed the Flames, and that's exactly what happens. The Flames went nuts in that game, Scott. I thought the Blues were good. What happened? Yeah, it was actually one takeaway. I was actually looking into that game, potentially for a play of the day video, and then I looked into Bing- uh, not Binghamton, Bennington's numbers over the last couple of games. He's been awful in that. You can look at the recent performances by him, and he's given up basically five-plus goals in each of the last four appearances. So if he's in net, that's why the Flames were favored by so much and why the total was really never in doubt in the game. It's because Calgary scored seven in that game against the Blues. Bennington's got to get his mojo back or something because he looks awful. Yeah, very good. Uh, Jacob Houston, do you like Missouri State minus five and a half at Indiana State? I do. I like this. I wrote uh, an article on that. I got Missouri State, too. I like this uh, Bears Bears team quite a bit. I think they're really under the radar. Pillow had a nice win over Loyola Chicago on the road. Um, Sean Payton, Scott, just happened as we're getting ready to come on, come on the air. In fact, I did not know it. I was doing research for the show. I had not seen any news. I'd listened, I was listening to radio from this morning. Um, you and I talked a little bit about it off air, about what we think his options are. What do you think he's going to do? There's a, somebody in the uh, uh, T-Train says, rumor has it he's been offered broadcasting deals for big money. I'm sure that's true. I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely sure, sure that's uh, certain that's true. But I'm gonna laugh, big I'm money gonna laugh broadcasting really is not big money coaching, by the way. I was going to say, I'm going to laugh really hard if two things happen. Either one... He gets the broadcasting job to take Drew Brees' place. And B, if he gets the broadcasting job to replace Urban Meyer. I think either of those would be really funny. That's fine. Now, do I think it's going to be a long-term situation? No. I think he's probably going to take a year or two off and then come back like most of these coaches do. I mentioned to you before we went on air, Cower is one of the only guys I can remember who's been linked to coaching jobs for about a decade. Gruden was that, but Gruden was that way. But he came back at some point. Right, right. But I'm saying Cowher has been linked for years, if not decades, and he still has not come back. It seems like every other coach who's been taking a TV job, taking some time off, usually comes back within, I'd say, five years. It seems to me like Peyton got burnt out, and he just decided, I need a breather. I need to get some time to hang out with family, all that stuff. He'll get bored. He'll have the, I got the fire back, quote-unquote, thing probably a year from now, and I'm assuming he'll come back. Right. And see, and I was of the opinion, I think he wants to, I think he realizes the importance of a quarterback, Scott. He went from one of the best to not one of the best. And I think he wants to go somewhere with a top notch quarterback. Um, I think he'll be out longer than two years. Somebody else, somebody put in, he'll be out three years and go coach the Bears. Uh, you think they're going to fire the Bears? Whoever the Bears bring in, they're going to fire him within three years. That could be legit. Um, but I don't see you said they needed a quarterback. Yeah, he's got They've got to draft my quarterback. They're going to draft somebody. The bears have to do something about their quarterback situation. I don't think they're going to draft somebody. They got Justin Fields. They got to give him a shot. Don't they? Well, that's why I talk about three years from now because we'll know. We'll know by three years. 
But the point is, if you just said he wants to come back mm-hmm. to a team that has a quarterback, yes, then gambling on another rookie two and a half years from now is not the option. No, that's no. You've got to have you've got to have some positive movement in it because I think right now, what do you got, Scott? Uh, elite quarterbacks, and I know somebody's going to roast us for leaving one off the list, but you've got Mahomes, you've got Herbert, you've got Burrow, you got Kelly, um, Rogers, Kelly, not you know who I'm talking about, not Kelly, um, Rogers, Allen. Allen, yeah. <laughs> Jim Kelly. Uh, I mean, you're going down the list. Rogers. The point is, if you're talking about an elite quarterback, yeah, there's your five. you're waiting for the Chargers to potentially fire Staley, yeah. which is possible. Yep. You potentially go Coach Herbert, mm-hmm. or you hope that Sean Payton reconnects with Jerry Jones if you think Dak is pretty good or good enough to invest in. Right. And you trade in one Super Bowl winning coach for another. But it seems like they're bringing McCarthy back for one more year. So if Peyton wants to sit a year and maybe Jerry Jones reaches out, then maybe Peyton comes back. Maybe. Yep. Very good. David Good says he's back from golf. I know. I think David's down there in Arizona, which, oh, man. The middle of July, I have no desire to be in Phoenix. (laughs) But middle of January, yes, please. Sign, Sign me up for some golf. I just took the dog out for a walk, Scott, but froze my hands. It's just, it's brutal. By the way, T-Train, you said that Rex Ryan might permanently be on TV. My caveat was they have to be constantly linked to rumors about returning. Nobody wants Rex Ryan to come back. I'm going to read this because it's such a great visual. Bien Trabajo says my rear end is still squinched from under the 56 and a half last night. Wiped with the dollar bill and ready for another farm. That's outstanding. Joan uh, commented and she said she was amazed at the uh, intimate knowledge that we have about so many teams. I'm going to give you the major props there because if if I if I'm talking about a team, there's a good chance I'm reading it or I've made some notes. Um, you've got it in the brain, dude. That's it's the difference. Yeah, between, I don't really know how that worked. It's out. the difference I between just, your 25 year old brain and my 60 year old brain. That's 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 what it is right there. When I was your age, I had that kind of fucking knowledge. I had that encyclopedic brain just like that. I could name, you know, at one point I could name every player on every MLB roster, just about every player on every NFL roster, and I just that's it's gone. It's there's been so many things that have crowded the space, and um, yeah, and, I, and I've done my best to eliminate as many brain cells as possible. I think that probably makes a difference as well. So, you have any guess on which direction New Orleans might go for a new quarterback? I mean, for a new uh, not quarterback, well, that potentially too, but for a new head coach. Are we just gonna recycle? Is this is, is just like baseball where we just keep fucking recycling guys? The worst recyclings in hockey. You see the same five names in hockey get recycled every year for coaching. It's really crazy. You hear uh, the same guys over and over again. Hockey's the worst when it comes to recycling. Well, let's, let me see. But I'm trying to think of who would actually be a, a solid candidate for New Orleans. Of course, you can throw in the hot commodities, the enemies, the Dables, all those guys. I don't know how likely they are to go to New Orleans, but do you see a potential standout candidate besides just hiring somebody in-house? Um, no, I mean, you've got, yeah, you, you've got the regular suspects. I'm just, try- I'm assuming Greg Williams will not be a candidate. for. I'm job. trying to see if, uh, we got, we got any prices on these. You find any, you find any prices on, uh, I think it might be too new for there to be prices on we'll I was, prices on it tomorrow. I was looking for some other teams just to get, just to get an idea of what the list looked like and who might be applicable for new Orleans. I don't see any. I feel like Byron Leftwich would be a candidate for New Orleans because he did work with he worked with Jameis for a bit, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. And uh, so I do think if you're looking at coordinators or some quick off the cuff options, I do think Byron Leftwich would be a candidate to at least get an interview. And if you got a foot in the door, that's you know worth a shot. Who better to work with shitty quarterbacks than a shitty quarterback? <laughs> he already worked with them. Well, Leftwich wasn't awful, awful. No, he wasn't. He, I don't think there's any universe you call Byron Left, which a good NFL quarterback. Sorry, buddy. Yeah, I think he was okay. Okay, like, you a big like Bortles fan too? Uh, I think he was better than Bortles. But I mean, Bortles went to an to a conference title game, he but Left, which had a good arm. He was mobile. He got injured all the time, yeah. but he had a good he had a good arm. I don't know. I I saw T Train mentioning that Flores could be a good candidate. That's true too. But I'm trying to think of any connections, and the connection I have is. Left, which did lead Winston to a 30 touchdown season. You can ignore the interceptions, you know, just throw that out really quickly, but he did coach him in the past. So there is some chemistry there. How about, how about coming out of not just left field, but the bullpen behind left field? How about uh, Drew Brees? That's a real hot take. I don't see that happening. Okay. 
Just throwing it out there. I think you'd have to get a run at QB coach first before he gets the full keys to the castle. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, somebody asking, we'll do, we'll do this, and then there's another story we have to talk about. Uh, Wyoming, Boise State, Boise at home laying f- uh, fever in this one, Scott. This Boise State team plays some hella defense. Uh, They're Wy- good. Wyoming has been outstanding on the road. Um, they've been outstanding on the road over the last three years, 21-8 and eight against the number. Um, you going to jump in with Boise here, bud? I'm taking the under. Uh, the total seems a bit low in the 130 to 131 range. Mm-hmm. I don't really care. I think that both teams defensively are really, really good. And I do think that Boise, both these teams don't really like to play up tempo. Boise especially tends to slow it down. I see a low scoring game. I think Wyoming might get to 55, maybe. Really? You want, would... You're, you're going to get in front of a team that's put up 250 points in the last three games? You take... can make an argument, though, that now you're traveling to Boise to face off against an elite defense at home. Yeah, It's a bit of a step up in competition. It is. It is. No question about so, it. So I'm looking at the under. I know you're looking if... at that Boise-San Diego State game that ended up 79. <laughs> yeah. I, it's a spot where Boise defensively, I do think, will show up for this game. Yeah. The question is if Wyoming, after such a good offensive run, is going to maybe get a bit complacent before facing off against one of the best defenses in the conference. I think the under is tempting, but it's a game that I really don't have any strong opinion on. I would just lean to the under. Okay. Uh, I want no part of the total. I would lean Wyoming just based on road form and how they've played. I like that Wyoming team. I think they're fun. Yeah, they are. They are a fun team. I I would probably, if I'm going to lean on the total, I'm going to lean over. I'm just not sure how much they can stop this Wyoming team. I mean, this is a Boise team that gave up. Uh, you know, seventy to to Nevada, so they do have they do have it in them to give up some points. So we'll see we'll see what happens there. Uh, what else are we looking at here? Uh, I see somebody asking about a potential over to take in uh, college today or just in general. I'm looking at the Auburn game. I see a total of around one forty and a half, one forty one. Seems too low to me. You're looking at Auburn. I get that they had a big win against Kentucky over the weekend. They are now numero uno in the country for the first time in the program's history. Mm-hmm. But we know Auburn's elite offensively, and they play up tempo. And you're looking at Missouri defensively, not great. Let's put it that <laughs> not way. Not great, Bob. Now, not great. Not great. Now, they only scored 29 points against Arkansas in one of the funniest games I've ever seen. That's not good. Then you had a couple of games there where they ended up scoring 78 against Ole Miss on the road. Good defensive team. Scored 76 against Alabama. They've been scoring a little bit more lately, but Auburn, they've scored 80-plus in each of their last six. I'm assuming Auburn gets to 80-something here, and with the pace alone, the total does seem a bit low. I'm going with the over in the Auburn game. Okay, fair enough. I'd be, I'd be more looking at a team total there. You know, to yeah, that, that's fair, too. Count Mizzou to do anything. Uh, I'm just hoping the pace would pick up. I do, that would be enough I do have one horrible story I want to share from the comments section. Uh, we talked about how the uh, uh, the Eastern Illinois team total hit by the hook because it was 56, and we, and we chuckled about the last-second three-pointer that meant nothing because it just got it to 56. It didn't mean nothing to everybody because David yeah. David Good had that number at 54. Cool. So, yeah, that's Did it close 54? Or did he say that he had $54 on it? No, I think he said he it closed. I bet 54. So it's fifty-four bucks. I don't know if that means dollars or that means that was the number. Oh, I hope it's I hope it's dollars. I doubt the win total. I doubt the team total dropped two and a half points. You wouldn't think so, would you? Uh, I wouldn't think so. Okay. But. Uh, at Eastern Washington minus four and a half, dude. I almost took that as my play of the day. That was that was my silver medal play of the day, and I talked myself out of it. And I just I fucking shouldn't have. I like that Eastern Washington team. I see a couple questions here. Uh, first of all, to address Fernando's question, if I bet Bellator, not often the favorites usually win. So it's not really a great, uh, I'd say, league organization to bet underdogs with. Occasionally you find one or two, but most of the time, if you just look around on Twitter, et cetera, you'll see a bunch of huge minus 700, minus 800, minus 500, like favorite parlays, and they usually all cash. Bellator, you can really get a good indication from the lines on who's going to win. Underdogs don't win that often when the lines are that big. I see some questions about the NBA. Do you want to talk about the NBA now, or you want to go through some more college? We're gonna we're, I'm, let's let's do let's do donkey because we got some some soccer questions. We'll try we'll transition into that. 
because we didn't yeah. we do need to talk about this. So let's find out who it is, Scott. Who is uh, who's wearing the uh, golden feed bag today? And it's it's a large group. We've got a uh, we've got a lot of them, but it uh, it's a it's a bad one, my buddy. But uh, let's find out who it is. Who's today's donkey of the day? All right. Um, you, you want, want to do the honors? Uh, yeah, I'll get it started. So, as most of you probably are aware by now, they had a tragedy over there in Africa at the African at the African Cup, Africa Cup of Nations. Uh, they had a situation. Cameroon was playing Camaro. What the? Well, who were they playing, Scott? Uh, I gotta pull up the name, but it's, let's just say they were heavy favorites. Yeah. So they. They had a situation where they opened the doors and people rushed, and as too often happens in those situations where people are rushing to the front, the people at the front start having problems, and they had a massive crush event there. Uh, eight people, it right? Comoros, Comoros Island. There you go. They were playing against. Um, eight people dead as of now. Um, 40 injured or so. 40 still in the, uh, injured, yeah, were taken away. So, Scott, we were looking at this, and I'm, and I'm going to be honest. I found out about this last night because I was looking for a score in this game because somebody had it in the comment section. I was checking, you know, for Capper of the Day, and I read about this story. And I'm reading through it, and I see there's a score on the game. And as it turns out, Scott, this happened before the game. So who's going to be Donkey of the Day, buddy? It's got to be the actual match organizers or just the people in charge because I don't know how you have 50,000 people who could show up at the game with seats. 60,000 show up. You have a stampede at the front door. People were dead. There's people on the floor. You have a couple people injured, and you decide, we got to play the game anyway. Really? You, you couldn't have postponed it a couple hours to let, like, you know, paramedics show up or something? My only, you got to keep playing the game? My only question, my only glimmer of hope for them not being the donkey of the year is perhaps they made it from a safety standpoint, thinking you would have a stampede going the other way if you called the game or off. Or a riot if they canceled the game. Something like that. So maybe they did it for that reason, but it's still a really bad look. To have soccer going I'm just on, saying, you've got, when, when there you've are people got corpses dead outside, right? right outside the stadium, yes, yes. there's people dead right outside the stadium, and you decide not only to kind of disregard them, yeah, but to continue like nothing's happened for the next two plus hours for a soccer game. I find that extremely distasteful and just stupid. Yeah, very, 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 very bad. Beyond the pale of what we usually have uh, for a little more lighthearted donkey of the day, but we really didn't know where to put it. Um, but that's probably the best spot. So. Um, now, Daryl Turner... Was... The tournament's not doing too well. You had the corrupt potential official. Right. Now you have the organizers being stupid. A lot of, let's just say, incompetence going around. Scott, you got any feelings on the World Cup qualifiers, uh, U.S. and El Salvador and Jamaica and Mexico? I cannot say that I do. I'm curious what the line is for the U.S. I can't say I've really looked into it. I would take the U.S. because I do think that, unlike previous years, they actually look as good as advertised in qualifying. So El Salvador is a team that is pretty mediocre offensively. They're not great, but I do think if you want to look for the U S to potentially win by clean sheet, one, nothing two nothing, something like that. I don't mind it. All right. Um, I, I haven't looked into it. I'm going to be, I'm going to be completely honest. Uh, The U S on paper, clearly the better team they've played like it so far. El Salvador offensively is not a team that really lights it up. They kind of score one goal, play a bit defensively. So I do think U.S. will be able to keep them off the scoreboard. But they got a lot of weapons on offense. Give me a one nothing, 2 nothing final. Zodwick checking in. Said he finally made a live show again from the Nasty Natty. Said, I want to say good luck to your team this weekend. Back at you, brother. Uh, but Burrow is coming to make it a Mahomes versus Burrow, not Allen discussion. That's some big fucking words right there. Because Allen had a hell of a game. But... You know what, Burrow putting up putting up just about a grand in two weeks, including one of those games against the Chiefs. If anybody can back up that kind of talk, it's Joe Burrow. So I also don't think Allen was sacked nine times. So you know, <sighs> bit of a better offensive. Even one. the Chiefs got to him four times in that game. Mm-hmm. Chris Jones had a couple. Zodwick, I'm curious if you're coming to the game. If you're coming to the game, dude, you should uh, hit me up on Twitter and uh, I'll, I'll show you where the barbecue's at, brother. I see some tennis questions. People uh, asking about Medvedev and Cornette. 
Medvedev, I have money on to win the entire tournament. I got him plus 175. So I am hoping that he'll continue to play well. He struggled a bit down the stretch against uh, Cressy in his last match. It was really never in doubt, but he just couldn't get a break for about an hour. Finally did. His back did tighten up a little bit in the fourth set. He hung in there. Didn't look like anything was a, was an issue. But he's, play, he's facing off against Felix. Felix is a good young player, but his strokes occasionally go wild, and he's a bit inconsistent. Kind of like what happened with Shapo last night against Nadal. A lot of unforced errors all the time. Medvedev's a brick wall. I think eventually he'll wear down Felix. As for Cornet, very nice win by Cornet against Halep. Does a nice job rallying after losing the second to win the third. I like the over in that Cornet match. I think her and Collins should end up going three. Bunch of ebbs and flows. I expect a long match there. Medvedev, I'd assume, will win in either three or four sets. Very good. Uh, David Good says Eastern Illinois shoots like Helen Keller. That's I've cool. never seen her with a basketball. It's a, it's a, that's such a bad team, my God, dude. That might be an insult to Helen Keller, though. She might get buckets. It's like nobody knows. Very possible. Uh, Bronco Devils. I can't remember anything. Just discovered exploded beer in the freezer. Oh, that is alcohol abuse right there, my friend. Urban Meyer. Uh, no, no, Urban's not going to New Orleans. Is he ready to just jump right back? Urban's in? going nowhere. I think he's basically been blackballed from the NFL. Nathan Cern said he hit two teamers last night for three units. Beautiful, beautiful. Absolutely. Urban would be all over Bourbon Street. <laughs> no shit. Yeah, T-Train, we talked about that. Flores might be a good candidate there. I think he would fit very well. Auburn and my Missouri Tigers. Oh, God. Yeah, no. No part of that, buddy. Uh, I said the over. Yeah, Aub- I feel Auburn. Like we're on the same page. We're just expecting Auburn to kind of run wild. Uh, James says, how are you going to talk about how are you going to talk about a pro? You think you could do better? I don't know what, what we're talking about. We're talking about who? Who are we talking about? We talk. Wait, we, what? Do we do? We do we insult a pro at something? Tennis? You insulted Byron Leftwich. That was off. I don't think that was. I think I, I'm pretty were, sure that's what you're talking about. Is it really? I, okay. I think it was. All right. I didn't think Leftwich was that bad. He wasn't great. I think Gerard was even a little bit better than him. But you know, Leftwich was a tough guy. He got injured all the time. Uh, yeah, I don't know. They're roasted is uh, for, for for somebody. No, for the record, I don't think I could do better. No, that's uh. It's kind of what we do. We're 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 paid to have opinions, and we have opinions about whether guys are are good or bad. So, uh, at no point are we ever uh, saying <laughs> that we could do better. <laughs> I don't know how that even becomes part of the discussion. Do you have to? Is it something that you have to excel at in order to be able to comment it, on it? Is that the deal? I, I wasn't aware that you know Skip Bayless and company was a Hall of Fame quarterback too, but right. he still criticizes everybody. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Well, <laughs> sorry. Sorry we hit a nerve, James. Um, we it's it's odd that it's taken this long for you to be mad about because we he's a good coordinator. We roast we roast people every day on the show, so we have a segment of roasting people. No, and we we we've never even toyed with the idea of having a segment called "I could fucking do better than that." See, I roasted Jimmy Garoppolo yesterday. It Although, seem like anybody minded. I'll tell you what: if there is one time I say I could I could do at least as well, it would be Ryan Tannehill's first pass. That's fair. I, Just take a knee. Already better than 10. Right. Throw it into the ground. Um, yeah, Mizzou Tigers, no, dude. No, no. Just no. Just absolutely not. And, you know, fuck, they beat Alabama out of nowhere. Uh, they beat Ole Miss, what, maybe 25 as, a, as, a eight point, was, as an eight-point dog. It just, it, and Ole Miss ended up beating Florida yesterday. And then they put up and then they put up 39. They put up 20. What they fucking put up against Arkansas? 29. What? So you want to be part of a team? Fuck no. I don't want to be part of a team like that. I said the over. No. Yeah, no, not not at all. Uh, okay. Yeah, close 56 and a half. Okay, good. Um, I'm in Arizona. Okay. Sitting out in the sun every day. Beautiful. Yeah. I'll, I'll, dude, I'll take you up on that spring training. I'll be there. You're very close. I to- see people asking us about golf. You have any thoughts on the farmer's insurance? Um... I didn't. I've been, I haven't looked into it. I know it's a. Uh, I know it starts tomorrow. It's a Wednesday through Saturday schedule because of the NFL. Yeah. Uh, um. You know what? We should have put some golf picks. That, that was a blast. You know, we had a lot of fun. COVID sucked. Uh, it's well, it still sucks. But at the beginning, when they canceled all the sports, and then they kind we of brought soccer, them back. we had golf, we were throwing. We were doing NASCAR. We were doing. I'm surprised we didn't do like the Forest Wood, uh, the tour, the the bass fishing tour. Uh, that's what we were. That's what we were missing right there. So. Well, NASCAR, I still like doing. That was just fun. Uh, oh, yeah. You want to talk about the big UCLA game tonight? 
Uh, yeah, well, we're going to have to, but I do think if you're looking at tournament odds here, a lot of people talking about some of the favorites. Uh, you have Justin Thomas, you have uh, Shoffley, you have Berger. I like Berger. I think Berger's very good. Uh, you have Spieth at 16 to 1, which I'm tempted by. I'm not sure why Scotty Scheffler's 14 to 1. I would not bet him to win because I just think that he isn't in the same class as some of the higher up guys. I think he's very good. But I do think you're looking at Thomas and Spieth and company. I think they're a little bit better. Even DJ at 16 to 1. Finau actually won a tournament, so maybe he might be able to do something. Bryson 16 to 1. You see what I'm saying? I'm throwing out a bunch of names and Scheffler's at 14 to 1. That seems a little bit odd on pricing. I think Zalatoris is a sleeper. I really like Zalatoris. I think he's a very good golfer. Um, when it comes to the actual bets itself, there's one bet I like, and it's not even really a skill bet, it's kind of a luck bet. I like, will there be a playoff? And it's plus 330. Okay. I expect to see a competitive tournament. Usually you see this one come down to the wire. Give me a playoff at around plus 330, plus 350. Okay. All right. I don't hate that. Uh, I, I don't hate uh, I don't hate Matsuyama at, uh, at plus 20, at 20 to 1. Well, he just won a tournament. That's so what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I'll, I'll take that. Uh, Zodwick said he's not coming. Wife and three kids make it tough to travel. Yeah, I get that. Uh, maybe I'll step outside, experience the cold for three minutes, and then duck back in the warm. It's supposed to be pretty warm. It's supposed to be like in the 40s here for this game. It's going to be the early game. David Good says I miss Jack Stack. Uh, yeah, brother. That's I got Jack Stack about 15 minutes from me. So, uh, yeah, high quality. It's a like white table barbecue. Very, very good. Uh, Urban Meyer should go on the dating game. Urban Meyer sounds like something Jets would do. Oh, God damn. I mean, it does. But, How much would you, know, you love that, man? Good uh, jokes. They got good clubs in the city. Man, a lot of, lot of love for Brian, Brian, uh, Byron Leftwich out there. Man, my apologies. I didn't think he was terrible. He was, I didn't think he was amazing. He was, he was fu- okay, but people, people also respect him for the college game when the offensive linemen were carrying him to the line of scrimmage when he was in college. Uh, he was at Marshall, right? Yeah, yeah. James S. says that's what happened. When I remember with the WWE. Uh, fell from the ceiling. That happened here in Kansas City. That was um, I forgot the name of the guy though. Hart. It was one of the yeah. Hart, it was one of the Hearts. One of the Hart Foundation. Bret Hart, I think. Um, I don't think it was Bret Hart. Was he? Um, was he the big one? Um, yeah, I can't remember. But yeah, I feel they were doing a a stunt from the ceiling and the fucking the thing broke. And, Owen Hart. Owen Hart. Correct. Yeah, that's it. I knew it wasn't Bret. Yeah, that happened. That happened here at Kansas City at Kemper Arena, and they fucking kept the show going. So yeah, you're right. There is a history of that. All right, buddy. Um, well, as 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 always. Apologies to anybody that I've roasted. We don't. Uh, we're. No, <laughs> it's what we do. <laughs> it's what every fucking sports show does. You know. We got one game we got to talk about though. We, we got do. any thoughts on the Arizona UCLA? game? Yeah. Well, we got two technically because yeah. we got to talk about the Lakers Nets game too. Okay. Let's but talk, let's thoughts about... on Arizona and UCLA? <sighs> well, all I can tell you is these games usually disappoint me because you... I will be watching this game with no interruptions because this is the game to watch at eleven o'clock. Good UCLA team catching points at home. I know that's very tempting, but this Arizona team has been a machine, Scott. Um, they are so good. They really are, and they're they're decent at covering the numbers. They they, they do a better job on the road than they do uh, at home, covering up their Impact 12 play. Um, they haven't really been tested by anybody except Tennessee, and they failed that, and that was on the road. They did a nice job against Illinois, but I think Coburn was Coburn out for that game. I believe he played. Okay, I can't. I couldn't remember. Um, they beat Michigan, who was supposed to be good on a neutral, and Michigan turned out to be terrible. Right. You want to step in front of Arizona for this one? I think it's a tough call because I wrote an article on this game, and I went with Arizona because I just think they're the more talented team. UCLA 4 and one ATS in their last five home games, but that stat or that trend is a little bit misleading because UCLA playing in California had no fans for about a month and change. Right. And UCLA announced starting today, what a coincidence. You have a top three team in the country showing up. Suddenly you have fans again. But UCLA has the crowd packed once again, so they will be having fans for the first time in about a month and change. So I do think that'll provide a nice spark. But I really have questions about the actual talent on this UCLA team. People love this team to make another deep run because they did last year, and they brought basically everybody back. Yep. But you look at the actual roster – Juzang's really good, first-round pick. Campbell's a bit undersized, not a great shooter, good facilitator. 
Then you have like Jacquez and a couple other guys. I don't know how many first round picks UCLA has probably one. Arizona might have three or four. Like Arizona's team is absolutely loaded with guys. So I lean Arizona, but I do acknowledge having fans back for the first time in a month does make it a little bit scary to step in front of the home team. Yeah, I mean, you've got you've got some and the nice part about Arizona is they've got some size. They've got uh I think you're going to say that Sean Miller's not there anymore. Well, that's certainly true, but I mean, they they match up well size-wise. There's not many teams that are going to go get them on the on the boards. Because, no. you know, even even their guards rebound the ball well. And uh yeah, you've got some serious talent on. I I'm not I'm it's so tempting to take UCLA plus the points at home. I can't do it. Mm-hmm. I'm, 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 I think that the I'm way the I'm looking at it is that UCLA, it's a really big game for them if they want to prove that they can step up and beat a team like this. Mm-hmm. Arizona's probably going to win the conference. I don't think that's a hot take. It's either them or UCLA, in my opinion. Right. No offense to USC. I just think Arizona's better. But I do think that if you're looking at a situation on paper, Arizona might be the most talented team in the country. I think it's either them or gonzaga baylor maybe it's not auburn (laughs) auburn's really good too that's a good point it is but they're 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 not i don't think they're at at that level i think arizona has a certain gear that maybe one or other teams have i don't think ucla has that gear so for me i'll go with arizona i think simply put they're too athletic for for ucla to contain for a full 40 minutes all right very good. And last but not least, Lakers, Brooklyn, Scott. Uh, Brooklyn at home uh, catching three from the Lakers. Of course, being a home game, that means Kyrie will not be playing. Uh, Anthony Davis coming back tonight, Scott. Um, Durant's out, of course. How big of a deal coming back is Anthony Davis? Is he is he going to be able to hit his groove after being sidelined, fuck, what, eight weeks? Against... Against the Nets? Yeah. The Nets can't rebound for shit. Of course it's a big deal. I mean, who how many, the how many minutes do we how many minutes do we get out of Anthony Davis? Thirty? You get thirty uh, out of him? If I had to guess, I would say thirty, give or take. I'd say anywhere from twenty five to thirty two, okay. if I had to guess. Okay. So I'm looking at the Nets and how they've played this season with Harden by himself. You're looking at no Durant, no Kyrie. The Nets have been awful. And I think that Harden might put up big numbers. Of course, the Nets ended up beating the Lakers on, on uh, wasn't Christmas, but it was around that time. They won, blew a massive lead, ended up winning anyway. But I do that think was on, that, that was AD, on Christmas, by the way. That was on Christmas. Yeah. I didn't remember if that was actually Christmas or not. Yep. But the point is, is that I do think the Nets are going to lose. They're not a very good home team. Harden by himself has not been great results-wise. And the Lakers... I don't know if it's a revenge game or not. I think they just need to win every game they can. But they just have so much size on the inside. I don't know who on the Nets can guard LeBron. I don't know who on the Nets can guard AD. I don't really like the Nets supporting cast. Give me the Lakers. But if the Lakers lose this game, they have serious, serious problems. They already do. But you can make an argument that hopefully AD will right the ship a little bit. And this team's just screwed long term. But I do think in this spot... It's a good spot for the Lakers. I'll take them. You? Yeah, I'm I'm okay with taking the Lakers here. I'm not I'm not quite sure I share your gloom and doom that if the Lakers don't win this one, it's fucking uh the house is collapsing. I mean I'm not saying I'm, I don't I'm not know how much really I collapsing. I'm just saying for a matchup on the inside, this is a perfect matchup for AD. I know. Because the Nets have Claxton, who has been good this year. He's still extremely skinny. He's undersized. Blake Griffin's way too he's quest- short to He's questionable AD. for tonight, by the way, as Claxton. He's questionable. Aldridge comes off the bench, but he can't guard anybody at this stage in his career. So AD really should eat. The one person who can stop the Lakers from doing well is basically Westbrook or Vogel's rotations. But I got to go with the Lakers here. The Nets are just missing too many guys. I agree. And this is a Nets defense that hasn't been playing well lately. And that's the, the Lakers thrive on that. Um, I think they put some board points on the board, take care of business. All right, bud. Uh, we're running late. Let's uh, let's get to it, shall we? Uh, apologies once again to uh, everybody we missed. Apologies to Matt Damon. We ran out of time. Um, all right, Scott. Let's do it. It's time to put on your uh, 
your Tuesday overalls, it's all right. You can go, go ahead and rewear the Monday ones. It's not fancy. It's just Tuesday. So go ahead and strap those overalls on. Leave a strap undone. We don't care. It's middle of the week. Fuck it. Um, climb aboard your John Deere. Put your straw hat on and uh, fire that bad boy up. Because, Scott, once again, it's time to bet the farm. Ninety nine viewers, Scott. Ninety nine. Fuck. Almost it. there. Ninety nine. Mm-hmm. You fucking underachievers. Somebody get their phone out and tune in on their phone too. Ninety eight. Oh god, now somebody got pissed at us. <laughs> All right, Scott. It's bet the farm. How the hell did we do yesterday? We ended up having the team total under in Eastern Illinois because it cashes every time. Cue the banjos. All right, there you go, Scott. Well, we've got one cooked up for today, and never let us said that uh, we're not jumping on a timely trend. <laughs> Maybe a little late on this one. We'll see. We'll see because it's the the numbers are there, and we are going to play, of course, the Dallas Mavericks Golden State Warriors under two eleven and a half. Uh, this is a Mavericks team that, uh, if you haven't been aware of this trend, I do apologize because it's been a good one. Mavericks under is cashed in eight straight, 13 of their last 14. In those 14 games, the games have averaged 200.1 points per game, and that is with the blowout over included in that. So if you if you take the games where they only went under, probably averaging around 197.5, somewhere in that neighborhood. The first meeting between these two teams went 181. Golden State, you thinking, uh, well, Dallas obviously plays good defense. How's Golden State? Well, Golden State, according to uh, according to uh, whatever whatever that is, whatever the Ken Palm of the NBA is, Golden State ranks first in defensive efficiency while Dallas ranks fourth. Dallas is tied for 28th in pace. They will slow the game down, and that, of course, leads to less possessions, possessions and that leads to unders, and that is why... We love, for today's Bet the Farm, the Dallas Golden State under 211.5. That number is going nowhere but down. Get the fuck on it now, folks. Scott, comments? Uh, eight straight, 13 of 14. I don't it's think it. I really need to add any more, do I? It's a trend, man. It's a trend. Get on it. Let's do it. All right, guys. That's going to do it for Bet the Farm today. Take that one. And, uh, yeah, let's, uh, hopefully hopefully we'll uh, cash it with a little more room than yesterday. But, hell, even if it's just by the hook, we don't care. Fuck it. A win's a win. And that's going to do it for the show as well. You guys have a great Tuesday. Good luck on all your plays. You know what? Hope every one of those tickets you got banging around your pocket turns into fucking cash money when you head back to the window. You guys have a great day. Again, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Yeah, you guys are the best. We appreciate it. Come back and see us tomorrow as Scott and I do our very best to help you on your journey to head back to the window. Take care, everybody.